Beers and Banter, episode 15, all the usual stuff, Titans, NRL, AFL, cricket. I don't know if the Jaff is coming back after his recent form, but we'll see how we go. A uh, little promo for next week. Let's rip in. Dilsey. Hey, Big Red. How are you, mate? Welcome back to the Sweaty Box. A bit quiet in the Sweaty Box tonight. Just you and I. We've gone from a full house to just you and me again. Back to normality. Yeah. it's uh, oh, And no no beer tasting tonight. What's wrong? No beer. T- oh, I'm having a beer. Oh, ginger beer. That'll <laughs> do me. It's ginger beers and banter this week. That'll do me. I cop weeks, weeks of abuse for not drinking. And here you are out with a ginger beer. Well, um, when the body says it's time to have a little rest, you need to have a little rest. <laughs> I think you should listen to it a few years ago. So uh, it's ginger beers for the next month. So there you go. Support me. Enjoy. Please. Dry July, is it? Yeah, I thought I might give that a run. Yeah, good. How's your weekend, mate? Not too bad. Weather wasn't brilliant to start with, but um, got out and about yesterday. A bit of a walk, yeah. Bit of a walk. Bit of a walk and a bit of brekkie, you know, a couple of my favourite things. Good on you, mate. Surf was pumping at Burley yesterday. Was it? Yeah, Good big, waves? Yeah, it was big. Did you get in? No, bit of a Ronnie roof racks myself. I, <laughs> I like to drive around with the, drive around with the board on the roof, but Just I don't actually like get you're out. checking out the surf. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, good. What mate, about, what about the Titans? I was there on Saturday, and I had, I think there was about eight of us that went, and uh, the other six were all Manly supporters, so I had to sit there and... Just absolutely cop it for – well, after 15 minutes, we were pretty much done and dusted. It, it was tough to watch, and we were talking just before the show. Unlike years gone by, you know, the Titans, whether they've had the class in the team to, to win the premiership, they probably didn't. But up until probably to the end of 2016 or 2017, 2016, every game you thought you were a chance. And even right up until the death, we thought, you know, they could pull, pull a rabbit out of a hat. But since I, I think since Cart, uh, Garth Brennan's taken over, that attitude's gone. Like they, they just don't. We're all that. We're in some games, but that uh, that fight till the death seems to have disappeared, and we don't really look likely in any games. It's it's tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, I I think we've been competitive most of the year. I know we haven't won many games, but I think we've been competitive in most games. But that first half, um, <coughs> first half on the weekend, it was just. It was obviously attitude. It was there was a lot of things, but we simply didn't turn up, and it was embarrassing. Well, it's not beat around the bush. They're not playing for that coach. No, maybe not. Maybe it's uh, you know we've obviously got this mid-season review, which is due, I believe, anytime after the bye weekend. So, so I've got some mail. Oh, this will be good. The the mail is Garth Brennan's coached his last game for the Titans. We've got a bye this weekend. Kevin Walters will coach. Queenslanders hopefully to victory next Wednesday night, and then he'll be announced as the new Titans coach. It's a big call, Red. The bigot, the good, good mail. It's well, it's pretty solid. The, the assistant is going to be Neil Henry. Really, I, I like that. I think we were travelling all right under Henry, and he got in the rain. He got in the road of the Hain plane and was a uh, collateral damage of that whole scenario. Yeah, I don't mind Hayne. Um I, I think Henry's probably going to be good as a uh, 
like tactician wise. I'm not sure. I think Kevy would be a good head coach. Uh, Henry was seen running in Corumban. I got it text, texted to, through to me. Spotted Neil Henry still lurking around the Gold Coast. It's uh, I mean obviously Kevy's the one that they've been talking about for a while, but it'd be interesting to see how he goes that transition from Origin to full time coach. Um, but I mean it's it's obviously now to the point where you know we've got a pretty good list, probably the best list we've had for a couple of years now. Well, uh, certainly a list that's supposed to be going a whole lot better than it is yeah, at the moment. I mean, it should the list they've got should be a top eight side, um, but there's obviously issues there. And yeah, I'd be uh, it'd be interesting to see how Kevy goes if if your mail's true. Well, they asked Buddy Meninga about it again on on the telly on the weekend, so I'm, I'm not that far off the mark. I, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later, though. Okay, watch this space. Watch this space. Um, what else happened over the weekend? I watched. Uh, you see the game in Adelaide between Melbourne and Roosters. I mean, that was a that was a pretty good game. Um, it's a broken record, but I'm yet to see a game of footy where the refs get everything right, or nah, e- or they, even consistent. No, nah, and they probably never will. Um, but a lot, I, I thought that was a pretty quality game. I mean, you can see why they're obviously at the the top end of the ladder. Those two teams they're they're pretty quality outfits. So. Looked, I don't know. I don't know Adelaide Oval very well, but didn't look like there was many there. There might have been some in one of the maybe the stand that the camera was in. But is that game worth taking Adelaide? Are they are they really interested? Well, who, whose home game is it? Is it a Storm home game that takes it to Adelaide? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's obviously the NRL is 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 now encouraging clubs to take games into well Perth and obviously take Origin to Perth this year, but. Into states or into to towns that don't have teams. If maybe though, if you're going to take a league game into Adelaide because you want it to catch on, maybe Adelaide Oval's not the right spot to do it. Maybe they're better off going to a rectangle ground where it's nice and compact, well, good atmosphere. You won't find a rectangle ground in Adelaide. They're all AFL grounds. What does Adelaide United play out of? Yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah, but that's a lot smaller. Soccer field smaller than a than an NRL field. And, I, and and that, you know, Olympic Stadium where they play the soccer is not, you know, it's like 10, 15,000 people max. That's all right. It would look good on telly. The crowd would get a good atmosphere because it would be full. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's interesting. But I, I think NRL's obviously now got the the aim of, well, obviously AFL now is, is played in majority of the states across yes. Australia. Um, and it's probably seen as a more... Uh, or a bigger game around Australia. I think NRLs realise that they need to now take their game elsewhere as well to, to spread it around. Well, what about something? I'd rather see them spread it around a bit, and it, and it always comes out the next team they want is another team in Brisbane. Just going to little throw something at you. The Broncos have not won a premiership since the Titans entered the competition. Is that what? Why do you think that is? I, I think it's because they've no longer got a monopoly over the players in this area. Yeah, but... All the fans. Uh, well, who was the last player that Brisbane and Titans both fought over? Ash Taylor. Yeah, how'd that turn out? <laughs> Good for Brisbane. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I just thought it was, I just thought it was an interesting... That they haven't won since, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in the doldrums as a Titans fan, but Brisbane haven't won anything in that time either. No. In no. Tw- 
So yeah. I, I just don't think that I don't think that's the default answer. I don't want to see another team in Brisbane until you've got Perth covered, until you've got maybe North Coast and New South Wales, or maybe another team. I don't know somewhere else. I, I don't want to see. Well, that's. I mean, the obvious one is probably that Gosford area. You know, they take what five or six games a year to that Gosford Central Coast area. Yeah, that's a, that should be an easy one for one of the teams that wants to get out of the Sydney. But a little bit. Yeah, you got to remember, there's already a soccer team there. Um, is the is the population is the area big enough to support both? You know, an NRL side and a central, you know, Central Coast Mariners soccer team. Well, or, or a permanent NRL Particularly team. when you've got Newcastle just a little bit further up the highway. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, probably, I'd rather be their team be there than four in Western Sydney, but I'm not sure that's the next spot either. Mm. Yeah, hard to say. It's a horrible weekend for tipping. I only got one right. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's been a horrible year for me. I'm, I'm in all sorts in the tipping comps, but in fact, I've given up in one of them. I've, I'm down to only two now, but... Pretty sure if I didn't back the Titans, I'd be right up there in the mix of uh, yeah, tipping compliments. They definitely don't help. And obviously the Origin team came out this morning, well, for the Queensland Origin side. I don't know if you can get that up on the screen. Yeah, but, I'll just have a look here. A um, couple of debutants, obviously Christian Welch and Corey Norman. I, I, I don't mind Corey Norman coming in. Um, obviously plays week to week you know, with uh, with Hunter's hooker um, down at the Dragon. So yeah. I think that's probably not a bad combination. Potentially, I've I've heard um, a few people say that maybe Munster could go to fullback and Corey Norman into the halves. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've been saying it for a little while though, haven't I? What's that, mate? <laughs> I've been saying uh, that we needed a change in that back line before now. I I thought they'd bring Felt in on the wing. Gay guy to the centres, Morgan to fullback. Yeah. yeah. Well, before I knew Ponga was even out, that's what I thought they'd do. Morgan to the bench and by out. Mm. We're just a, I think we're a little side is what worries me. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Felt's obviously a quality player and I, I think he'd do a pretty good job in that origin arena. But Yeah, I think he's been hard done by there. Um, I can't even bring up the side. I can't find it. Yeah, so Corey Norman and, and Welsh are obviously the two big ins. Napa and Jared Wallace have been dropped, um, which is probably no great surprise. Yeah, I thought Wallace, Wallace no. I thought, played better in that second game. Wallace is a PR. <laughs> he's, and he's a Titans. Tell us how you really he, feel. He, he's a Titans player and on passionate tides. But he just, uh, I think he tries hard. I just don't think he's got that. He hasn't got any killer in him. He just... Just runs it into the tackle and drops to the ground and plays the ball, and that's sort of the style of footy he plays. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not. He's gonna... got no punch as a forward. What about Napa? <laughs> well, he obviously went into game two with that broken hand. Or but he played on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But you know, he's obviously been dropped for form reasons. Um, Offer Hungary comes back in after he cut his leg there in that first game, and he, he probably he was probably okay in game one. Um, obviously, Ponga out is a massive. That's a massive out for Queensland. Yeah, I, I, it is. I don't think he had the best game of his life in game two. Um, it'll be it'll be good to see him back there, but um, I don't think that's I don't think that's where we want to going to win or lose this game either. I I think our forwards need to really muscle up, 
and we've still got some real class in that back line. We just got to get the ball, get the ball out, get some good field position, get the ball out to the to the right people. Mm. Is oh, it could be a case of too many Chiefs? Do you think? Like you've got you got a team full of halves. Morgan yeah. Munster Hunt. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who's and by who's the other one? Well, now Corey Norman. Corey Norman. Who's yeah, maybe a bit. And then DCE. So, and then DCE's over the top of that. All of that. Yeah. I think there's too many halfbacks in the team. Yeah, maybe you might be right. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, New South Wales. You can't see too many changes happening there. <coughs> I believe Cleary's going to get named. I heard today. Um, Just going to name him and hope for the best. Do you reckon? Yeah. So, uh, and obviously Mitchell Pearce is still still in rare form. Um, the last sort of six to seven weeks, and and played pretty good again on the weekend. So, yeah, that'll be. He's going to be a bit unlucky. I that'll think that'll be if, interesting. Clearly, gets up for it. Yeah, I, I can't see him carrying. They're probably just bringing Cleary in to be around the team. But if he's not good, he's they're not going to risk him. Surely, they play. Well, they played the last game without him. Really, they could nearly not even bring another player in. Bring yeah. in another Ford and let Wade Graham play six. Yeah, suits. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we're up against it. We've definitely got our work cut out um, down there in Sydney. That's where they like to be, though. Uh, just before we move off the NRL, what about the tackle on Morgan? As a Queenslander, obviously you don't want to see a Queenslander go down, but that I didn't think there was much in that Sims tackle that everyone's blowing, blowing up about. Nah, there probably wasn't a lot in it, but... Um, Paul Green blew up Deluxe on, uh, afterwards. Of course he did. It's his player. Bit of a sore, Paul Green. Um... So what's happened there? Been gone straight to the gone to the judiciary. Has already been handed a suspension. Should, should know that being a sports program, shouldn't we? So you know, obviously he'll um, you know if he is if he is suspended, he'll obviously miss Origin. Um, there was talk of his brother um, getting a call up for the Queensland side uh, over the weekend, but obviously that that didn't eventuate. But what Corbin? Corbin, yeah, it's a bit of. Bit of aggression there. How do you the end up with pack. two brothers on either side of the border? Yeah, I don't know how that works out. That'd be hilarious. Be good to see though. Hilarious. Two brothers running at each other in the, in a state of origin game. Mind boggling. But yeah, it's um, yeah. What have we got? A nine, eight, nine days until game three. Yeah. Decider. Um, I, I guess you know why it is important to you know. I I didn't think there was much in the tackle, but certainly concussions are, are a hot topic at the moment with. You know, coming out last week with a couple of ex-players that have shown signs of CTE. We've then had two high-profile people, Sterlo and James Graham, both said that they've donated their brains after they after they passed to to science and so, to study it. It's pretty full on. I'm not sure what you can't really change. It's not headgear's not going to fix fix the problem because it, it's it's all about that collision. And it's not so much contact. Yeah, it is, and I mean, obviously, the NRL uh, and it, you know, it's, it's going to be a fair way away before those two guys you've just mentioned get, you know, their time comes to be t- tested. But the NRL is obviously going to be waiting with, uh, and it might not be those two that are the first. There may be someone that comes forward. Yeah, that's older now, but they're going to be obviously waiting uh, fairly anxiously for any results that come out, um, whether it be detrimental or not to the, to the game. Um, I still think player safety from an NRL, and it's the same in the AFL with the, you know, with the head assessment injuries and the concussions. Now it's, it's it's an area of the game that 
these, you know, these the AFL and the NRL now take very seriously. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what comes about of that. I've I don't know much about the the CTE sort of side of it, but it's obviously any time anyone gets gets a head injury now, it's it becomes very serious. And there's been a bit of bit of old school um, sort of grubbery in the last couple of weeks. Just wanted to pose a quick quick question to you. What what's worse, biting, eye gouging, squirrel grips, or the hopawate? Well, squirrel grip probably hurts the most, but <laughs> I think eye gouging. Anytime, you know, anytime you're laying on the ground, you're obviously talking about Josh McGuire um, the other week. Anytime yeah. you're laying on the ground and someone's got their fingers in your eyes, um, I can't imagine that it would. <laughs> can't imagine it would feel too good. Let alone, um, you know, there's obviously there's obviously a risk of of damage, and anyone that risks eye damage or Vision damage is never good. It's it, there's there are four things that we really shouldn't see on the field anymore. Like play play good hard footy, but those four things don't do anything for anybody. No, no, they don't. He needs to get it out of his game. Anyway, that's all for the NRL this week. What do we got? Did the grub play on the weekend in the AFL? It did yeah, he played a um, couple of kicks, a couple of jumps. Yeah, he played okay. Geelong, um, yeah, Geelong were were okay again. I actually watched the. And at the start of the week, you wouldn't have thought that Fremantle Carlton was probably going to be one of the rounds of the one of the games of the round. But it was a it was a belter last night, especially the last quarter. It went back and forwards. Carlton got over the line in the last thirty seconds of the game, um, so that was a massive win for them. What about the Suns? I haven't seen the Suns jersey Suns, on for a while. Uh, no, I think I've, I'm not sure where that jersey's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to start looking for that. In, that is deep uh, in the closet. Twenty twenty. Um, Brisbane Lions had another good win yesterday. So they're um, travelling really well, the Lions. They are. They're they're fifth on the ladder, so um, probably only probably only three three wins away from cementing a finals position, which would be massive for them. Yeah. Um, it was only sort of twelve, eighteen months ago they were they were in all sorts and getting belted by sixty, seventy points every week. So they've they've turned it around pretty quick. Um, I think they've got a good coach there now and. Got some good young players coming through, and and for them, players that you know come up uh, from Victoria or South Australia and, and now want to stay at the club, they've always had issues with keeping players. They want to get homesick, and you know want to go back home. I, I can get a guy getting homesick in Canberra and wanting to come back to Queensland. Don't understand how you get homesick living in Southeast Queensland and want to go back to miserable Melbourne. Yeah. I, I think from an AFL point of view, I mean Melbourne's the heartland. It, it's it's sort of like a fishbowl down there. If you're an AFL footballer in Melbourne, you're you're in it. It's everything's AFL all day, every day. You'd think that'd be even more reason to come up here. Yeah, it, it it would be for some, no doubt. But I think for others, they like to be in the thick of it and in and around it. And yeah, you know, you, you play for the Lions up here and. And you can probably walk down the street most days without actually getting recognised. Whereas well, if you're in Melbourne playing for a Melbourne club, well, honestly, I think the the entire Lions team could walk past me, and I, wouldn't, I couldn't pick one of them out of out of the sidewalk. No, but it's probably the same with his merit. Does merit still play? Uh, he only retired about six years ago, so yeah. Yeah. he's hey, the last guy I remember. Well, because he had red hair. <laughs> he's a ginger. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Lions are going good. Um, there wasn't a whole lot else to report in the AFL. West Coast Hawthorne played out a pretty close game. 
<coughs> one kick in it there. So uh, West Coast sort of marching along, firmly entrenched in the top four, and Hawthorne now probably starting to battle a little bit. Um, sort of on the fringe of being in or out of the eight. So what have we got? Eight or nine weeks left. Um, the, the eight's starting to sort of take shape, but towards the bottom half of the eight, there's probably still some changes to happen. So Yeah, righto. But it's, uh, the AFL had a you know sort of a partial buy and then they have a few more teams. I think a couple of teams have a buy this week. So Still. It spreads out over a couple of weeks similar to the... Yeah, righto. To the, it might be back to normal this week actually, but yeah, it's it's sort of the last couple of weeks has been a little bit hit and miss for the AFL, but knuckle down now, the back half of the season. What about what about the Aussies have absolutely dispatched the Kiwis yeah, in the cricket? Them. Now it's really only India that maybe they're probably still worried about? Yeah, India looked good. Um I think, you know, Australia are obviously the now the clear favourites from here. Um England and New Zealand, I think, is the is the big one now. Um, it must be in the next couple of nights. Yeah, getting to the point here now. Um, obviously, for England being the host and, and pre-tournament favourite, they've now got to win their last game. Well, destiny's in their own hands now. If they win their last game, they're through. Um, if they lose, I think they've got to rely on Pakistan getting beaten as well. So at this stage, it, it looks like, obviously, Australia, England, India... And probably England, uh, England, New Zealand, Australia, India, probably yep. the final four. Yeah, righto. Um, and yeah, you're probably right. I think India are probably our biggest threat from there. But um, we've we've definitely been the standout of the tournament so far. Yeah, it looks good. And and not everyone in the batting lineup firing each week, but it's someone different sort of. Yeah, they're sharing around. I think the bowlers. You, you bagged the bowlers about three weeks ago, but the bowlers have been good. The whole tournament. Still Mitchell Stark getting fifers, but... Yeah, but I think Berendorf took four or five the other day. Um, Cummins has been solid. Nathan Lyons done his bit. They've shared around him. I got sprayed. I got text <coughs> messages after so last week. Have. Nathan Lyon is a test bowler and shouldn't be in the one-day team. So it's... Uh, yeah, cop that on the chin. Well, he shouldn't. Look, I, he's one of the all-time great spin bowlers for Australia. Um yeah, it's obviously that that spinning position is is him against Amper. I personally, I'd 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 pick line, but um, they seem to the selectors seem to have and and they have for probably the last two years have a bit of a bit of a spot for for Zamper, so he keeps getting uh, getting the game along the way. But yeah, it's going to be good. It's uh, well, I think we've only got a couple of weeks left of the tournament, so yep. Fingers crossed, we can finish it off. Good story in the golf overnight. There was, yeah. So um, Nate Lashley was his name. Um, basically, an unknown, complete unknown. Um, he actually he went to Monday qualifier and actually missed out. Became first alternate for the tournament, and then one of the players that was in the field pulled out. I think the day before. So, yep. so he got the last spot in the tournament um, and went on and and won the tournament by six shots, but. Uh, the story goes, and it was well publicised over the week. He was a probably an outstanding college golfer. So go back ten years, he was at college playing an event. I think in Oklahoma, maybe. Um, his dad, his mum, and his girlfriend at the time flew in to watch him play the last day of the college tournament. He was in contention, um, watched him play, and then flew back home that night. 
um, his dad was actually a pilot flying his own private plane, just a little four or six seater. And they actually they had a plane crash that night. So he lost his mum, his dad, and his girlfriend all in the. All three of them? All three of them, yeah, on the same night. Oh, Jesus. Um, he went into the wilderness for a bit. And it's only sort of 18 months ago, he was actually buying, buying and selling and renovating homes to make a living. Um, basically hadn't played much golf and then sort of rededicated himself the last 12 months and was playing mini tour events and just sort of plodding around and in the space of four days he's completely changed his life and 1.3 million I think he won and starts now into all the majors for the next sort of 12, 18 months, two-year two exemption. That's we, We've all got excited about Tigers come back the other week. That story to me is unreal. Yeah, I mean, it's everything that was on Tiger, other than his back, obviously, but <coughs> a lot of Tiger's problems were, were self self inflicted. That is one of the most brutal stories I've ever heard. Yeah, and I mean this this guy basically gave up golf, nearly gave up, you know, lost interest in life. Um, he's got a sister that wasn't on the plane, so he's, he's obviously him and his sister are the only two left in the family. Yeah, she actually flew in last night from Arizona. Um, into Boston where they were playing to watch him play the last round and you know they showed her when he was coming up last and she was bawling her eyes out and they did a did a uh, an interview with him when it finished and yeah he, he basically just tried to keep himself together but you could see it was that's awesome I mean everyone was talking about the story and it, a lot of people had never didn't even know the guy and so didn't know the story yeah but obviously because he led he led from round one so wire to wire. Um, over the course of the four days of the tournament, it sort of the story came out, and yeah, it was it was a pretty amazing win. Get that India, yeah. I like it. Uh, it's that time of week where we'd normally cover off the Jaffa, but he's uh, he's in hiding. He's had another shocker. <laughs> you can't blame him. <laughs> well, I don't know where where we go to from here. I, I actually feel. I mean, I feel a bit. It was a little bit responsible stiff. because he, nah, not, he, he was like five in a row, and you you cocked up his bed. Yeah, or? That's, that's history. We don't worry about that. We only look forward. But he, um, <laughs> Rodder Kevy, <laughs> he yeah he he took GWS, and I don't know what you wouldn't have seen the game, but late in the game they were twenty points in front or twenty two points in front there. Oh, I did. I was watching it. Yeah. It looked uh, the bet looked home and home, so we were actually starting to get ready for the next week. So. They put the cue in the rack. It uh, quickly turned, and sure enough, we lost the bet. So. He's actually text through a multi, which you've written down. He wants to have a go at a multi this week. So so we can't get one one right each week. So this week he wants to try and pick five. Well, I think uh, there was a bit of banter on the we beers a, and banter we Facebook copped a, page. We copped a spray from a rival podcast, no less. So I about, think Junior's taken that on board. And yeah. rather than plot away at $1.90 selection each week, he's going he's gonna to roll five, five matches into each other. So... Where's the money coming from? Did he specify? Uh, or are we coughing up for that? I think it's from uh, Matt Burrell's savings, maybe. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll worry about we'll that. To, we'll work that out off air. Uh, so we're going to go Collingwood, Adelaide, West Coast, Australia to beat the South Africans. South Africa. And the Knights to beat the Warriors. Yeah. So five-leg multi. I think we had a quick look. It's paying around about... Six-ish. 680. So... Um, Stay tuned for the – we'll maybe put that on the socials, whether we go all 100 or how we're going to do that. Yeah, righto. Um, but, yeah, that's, that'll be the multi this week. We'll uh, – I think maybe we'll just put the 100 on it and get up to 680 and – That'd be nice. We're only one week away then. <laughs> we'll do. Stay tuned for that one. Yeah. 
that makes me so nervous. It's not funny. Particularly, it's three games at AFL I've got to watch too, which is brutal. No, you don't have to watch. You just got to check the results. Righto. So next week, uh, we've got we've got a we've got a solid guest coming on, and I think it's something uh, people are going to look forward to. So keep keep an eye out later in this week. I'm going to have a little giveaway. There's going to be a couple of little things that you need to uh, need to do, but uh, we've got uh, John from My Lure Box coming on, so it should be uh, should be a pretty a few good fishing tips. For yeah, us. few fishing tips uh, is one of the, the Gold Coast's, if not Australia's, uh, premier fishermen. So uh, looking forward to that next week. Um, as always, you got anything else? I've just got a couple of shout out, news. couple of shout oh, outs, shout outs, which outs which I've shout got to go. So first one. Uh, just had a bit. I was on the phone actually to Maddie Rogers on the way here, and he and Chloe uh, Maxwell actually en route to Germany for the maxing out challenge. Um, so this is the second time they've done it. So it's the it's basically to support their four ASD kids charity. Yep. Um, so Maddie would have still been in the tucks. Yeah, not long out of the uh, after lo- party. Picked up a logie last night. Not sure if he's taken the the logie on the on the plane with him, but. Um, yeah, so maxing out, they got three or four uh, athletes. I think Commando Steve was one of them yeah. um, from Survivor and I think Samantha Riley, uh, Sam Riley, I think, the swimmer, Matty was saying. So it's for those who don't know, it's a, it's a pretty brutal um, event that they train and go over their forts. 3.8-kilometre swim followed by a 180-metre bike ride. 180 metre? 180 kilometre. <laughs> I was going to say, 180 like, metres so far better. I could do this. <laughs> you'd, be gone at, you'd be gone when you got in the water. I can swim, bro. So 3.8 kilometre swim, 180 kilometre bike, and then you get go and do a 42 kilometre run yeah, marathon. That, that bit hurts. So it's a uh, unbelievable challenge um, over there in Germany. So I know Maddie's doing it and, um, as I said, Commander Steve. So good luck for that. Also... Uh, one of the young boys from Coomera Soccer Club, um, young Nate Souter, um, and I'm just trying to find the email. They uh, they took the bus up to Townsville for the Gordon Tallis Cup on the weekend. Um, so there was there was 76 teams, all um, I think he's under eights or under tens, maybe league, rugby league, now, rugby yeah. league, Coomera Coomera uh, Cutters under tens. So 76 teams got put into eight pools, and the boys. Uh, they finished fourth. They won five and lost two, so seven matches over two days. Get that, and then get on the bus and catch a bus home from Townsville. So Solid bus trip home. Pretty big mission there, but um, hope they're on the hope they're on the mid strength beers. That, that's a long uh, trip home. Tens would be on the heavies, wouldn't they? It's a bit early. So yeah, good effort by the boys, Nate and his team there at uh, at Coomera. Um, they're on the bus now, I think. So they probably tuned into the pod on the way home. <laughs> I hope so. That's good. Um, that's it, mate. That's right. a wrap. Well, good luck to Maddie over there, and uh, congratulations, though, boys. Going well. Um, keep a lookout. Next week's going to be a big episode. You can find us on all the usual places at Beers and Banter. Thanks for coming. See you, mate.